What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition, another installment of the Facts Project. I am your host for the day, James Grandmaster Facts Voice. A lot to get to. A lot to get to today because this latest episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier has got everybody in a fucking feelings. And I say that plainly. All right. So it's it's the ballad of the black vet. And we see exactly where this is going. And it's sad to say, but, you know, I'm actually miss a series. It's, it's It was only available for, what, six episodes? You know, as much as we thought going in that it was uh, pretty much a detail from that first episode where Sam felt that he was obligated in some way, form, or fashion to get rid of the shield and give it back to the government because he felt in, in his heart of hearts that he was not worthy, that he was not worthy, no shape or form to uphold the title of captain America. And nobody understood him for the choices that he had. And initially the decision that he was making propelled pretty much most of the conflict throughout the series. So initially with him turning in that shield, that shield then goes to John Walker from him turning in that shield. It propels Bucky to team up with him in order to, uh, I guess be be the opposing challenge to the flag smashers when that whole thing is abruptly happening. What we didn't seem to see, we did not know that it was going to be a recollection of things that have happened in the Marvel universe within the American military over the past 50 years. And this is all revealing itself after Captain America got out of ice. This is the initiation of Isaiah Bradley as a, not even a black Captain America, but at that point, a recipient of the super uh, soldier serum. And not only him, but multiple countless other black vets. Some got sick. He had to witness them. Uh, not being themselves. You know, in the comics, most of those soldiers that received the serum did not bode well. They weren't right mentally. Some of them uh, weren't right physically. Some of them died initially. If it's uh, any resemblance to the Tuskegee experiments, these are the things that pretty much happened. And if anybody does not know, the Tuskegee experiments are pretty much the in the injection of syphilis and various other uh, countless vaccinations and um, illnesses in African-Americans during a time where we were used as guinea pigs. So Isaiah Bradley's story 
if you look at it from that context, is a real story. So upon them initially meeting him for the first time, and of course, Bucky had the, of course, the the horrible opportunity of meeting Isaiah Bradley on the field for the first time and got his ass whooped. Super soldier to super soldier, he got his ass whooped. And a lot of things have changed because with Isaiah Bradley and the legacy of what he had done without Steve Rogers even being there, what he had done to earn the medals that he, that he, that he achieved, if he even earned medals at all. Because if you remember plainly from uh, Captain America, first Avenger, you know, Steve Rogers got put on a pedestal as the, uh, not the first recipient of the super soldier serum, but because pretty much he was the golden boy. He was a great white hope. Blonde hair, blue eyes, marketable. Uh, of course, if you if you remember, if you remember First Avenger, and people call it for what it is, it's actually a pretty good movie. They utilized Steve Rogers for military propaganda during World War II. They put him in like USO uh, type uh, concerts where. You know, they had like the singing and the dancers and then all of a sudden, like the the grand voila, like the popping out of the cake moment was Steve Rogers, like coming up, holding a motorcycle with a girl on top. And it was like, oh, it, and they had like the music playing in the background with the like almost like the Stars and Stripes bootleg bullshit songs in order. And it was like a recruitment tool. Yeah. In his terms, it was a recruitment tool. But. He wised up because none of that when he went on ice was his fault. He lost a friend of his, which, which that happens in war. Um, he lost people that he fought to, uh, fought to save. And in the meantime, you know, there will never be another Steve Rogers. And when it initially when he wised up, I think he knew exactly where he was going to be when he when we saw him last in Avenger Avengers Endgame, when he came back as an old man. You kind of figured that that day was coming, you know, if they were going to end the character of Steve Rogers, how are they going to do it? How are they initially going to. You know, let the character just go away not necessarily kill the character like they did Iron Man as devastating as that was, but he met his purpose, right? But the same can't be said for Isaiah Bradley because the more that we talk about it, we talk about the fact that, you know, in the comics, Isaiah Bradley had the, uh, the brain capacity of a six-year-old. He did not know himself that well. He joined the program probably for the same reason that I joined the military. He joined because he was broke. And he felt like the only means in making a career for himself was to join the military. Probably the same reason that I joined. 
and I did it to uh, acquire money for school to go to school because it was 100% tuition assistance. Yeah, I fed into the bullshit when I got recruited. But, you know, initially it proved its purpose. Did I know that a war was going to break out when I was in? No, absolutely. Nobody ever thinks that. When, when a war like World War II broke out, the quality of life and the way of living for a lot of people was on the line. And if they, and they felt like if they didn't do something right then and there, that they could perish. So I felt like Isaiah Bradley and the people who participated in the super soldier serum program probably had the right frame of mind initially when they were doing what they were doing. But to be treated as guinea pigs was something, of course, that they did not sign up for. But when you're mandated by the government to do certain things and you're giving your orders, there's no way you can turn away. I remember um, just after 2001, I was, uh, I, was, I was stationed in North Dakota in 2001. 9-11 happened. Two weeks later, I was in Saudi Arabia. But in the meantime, in the meantime, um, there was a good amount of us that had to get anthrax shots. Yes. For people that don't know um, uh, the appropriation of vaccines and everything like that, if, if, every, if anybody does remember that time, in 2001, um, there was a couple scares of anthrax being showing up in people's houses, either senators or poli random politicians. Uh, the, the actually, news media outlets as well uh, were also getting like these envelopes with anthrax in them. So therefore, a vaccination came out for anthrax. We turned into guinea pigs that day. Before going, we had to take anthrax shots and mandated if you did not take it, you were kicked out of the military. So therefore your quality of life turns into a choice. It's either I either go home and more than likely I'm not going to be shit because I wasn't shit before I went in or I could continue this journey, take this shot, and move on. A lot of people took the shot, including myself. There was also a couple of people that did not, and they were no longer with us after the fact. So I look at the decision that Isaiah Bradley had to make with relative similarities and it's it's not it's not a good thing to think about you know that you know the injection of something foreign into your body um would ultimately be the predicator of you just moving on through life 
you know, your quality of life could have shifted. The paradigm could have, could have totally swayed in any direction. So when we look at like, uh, the whole series of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you got to realize that regardless of who you see as the protagonist or the antagonist within this whole storyline, the main characters in this are all veterans. Bucky, Sam Wilson, John Walker. You could even throw in Lamar Wilson because he, you know, he played, he played a part and he was also a veteran in there. But to be the face of the military, you know, the creation of a title of Captain America to be the face of the United States military is tough because then you become the face of everything good and bad that happens. You understand? And it's weird, you know, it's, it's, it's weird because in today's day and age, that would be a difficult title to deal with. You know, we're not, we're, we're absolutely a superpower, but we are not seen in the eyes of most uh, for what we do as a military arms faction as something as positive. We're not. We're not, you know. Whenever there's conflict around the globe, the U.S. military is there. Bravery is not an option. You're going to get that. But it, it, it's, it's deep in a way, you know, because you look at this situation. Power is one of the biggest things that you see in this show. You see that in almost a jealousy trait between Sam and Bucky and John. John looks at Sam and Bucky as like, you know, he never perpetuates the fact that they're Avengers. But, but initially he's like, hey, I'm on your side. I can be on your team. I'm just as good, if not better. Than Steve Rogers. He almost has this cockiness to him, right? Which is fine. You see that in vets. If they they know exactly what they're doing in the heat of battle. You see that. You see an overwhelming confidence. Right? But then you also come to understand that. um, Bucky and Sam have witnessed the feats of Captain America on an extremely, extremely large scale. They've known what this man has done. And yet for somebody to just show up in that, in that uniform with the shield just looks fucking weird. It does. It looks weird. To the point where, you know, when Bucky first sees him, he's like, Jesus Christ. Like you have no clue. Have have no clue. And Sam is kind of aimlessly and, you know, walking aimlessly in those first three episodes. Of course, he's 
he's dealing with um, a lot of things that are happening with his family while he's while he's serving. And at this point, you know, he's almost contracted by the military. He is not a member of the United States Air Force because he was in that flight program, which basically gave him the Falcon wings. He's more so in contracting. He's there earning a check. Okay. But to, to put it plainly, he, it, he had to play the role of observer in those first three episodes when he initially met Isaiah Bradley for the first time and not coming to the realization that although Bucky was out there causing rampage as the Winter Soldier for the past 50 years, there was somebody else out there required by the United States military hunting him. And it happened to be a black man that was hidden from the world, not put on a stage like Steve Rogers was. That man got locked away in the MCU terms. Yeah. 30 years. If you read the comic books, you know, he got sent to sent to prison for 17 years because he found out that there was profit sharing happening amongst the super soldier serum program between Hydra and the U S government. Hydra had already infiltrated the U S government and was figuring out ways to get that, get that serum out there as much as possible to get more of it and more of it made free trade back and forth between the government and Hydra. And he got sent to jail because he found all that shit out. He broke all his men out and he, and the thing is he knew of a secret that he couldn't put out there. And what did they do to him? They turned him into a guinea pig again. Because of all the people that got damaged emotionally and physically from the serum, he was pretty much at ease. He could fight at a level playing field in the scale. He could he could dominate all uh, any type of command or any type of presence in which he in which he took into a challenge. It was it was fair game for him. He came out slightly normal. And yet, he went to jail. In that time, family members passed away. He had to come home, probably just to him and his grandson at that time, not knowing probably either what happened to his son or his daughter, not sure where in that parts of the story, not sure where that goes. But that's, that's even rough. To the point where, where, you know, John Walker, of course, gets stripped of that shield because it's it, with him putting in the killing of a, of a terrorist at that point. And, and no, I do not blame John Walker for doing what he, what he did to a terrorist and happened to be in the public setting. But the thing is, because it was done in the public setting, the United States government had to act on it. It's pretty much everywhere on tape in front of everyone. This is what happens when stuff doesn't get swept under the rug. You have to act on it. Guaranteed if, if John Walker killing a member of the Flag Smashers in public without cameras watching, you know, people would just watch it and there were no cameras present. He might've got away with it. Absolutely. 
But the fact that Sam and Bucky saw it as well, they felt the need to confront it. They had to get the shield from the guy. And and more so, not only to um, eliminate the problem, but had to take the shield too. You know, the, the one thing that they were after was the shield. Okay, cool. They got the shield. John Walker gets court-martialed. And I kind of felt a little bit of empathy for him in that moment, you know? Because the things that he mentioned to, to uh, the panel, the panel of all the senators and the politicians basically over there chastising him about everything that he did wrong and everything like that. But what he what he put back, what he countered with was that he was mandated. He was mandated and trained to do everything that was told of him to do by any means. You know, he was pretty much put, in, put into the situation to dissolve the problem of the flag smashers. He probably felt in his heart of hearts that he was on his way to doing that. Necessarily, when he got that, got the super serum, that escalated the problem for him. But he's a soldier. He's trained as such. He's going to get mandated to do exactly what he's told to do. This is not no critical thinking program to where you get to do uh, things off the fly. This is not your of your own will. Your decisions are not yours. You get an operative. You don't stray away from the operative. You just go. That's it. It's literally the guy on the track waiting for the gun to go off. That's it. There's no, this isn't rocket science. This is not a jigsaw puzzle. It's a cause and effect. And, you know, by the end of that meeting, I mean, how could you feel? He's telling everybody that he is Captain America. Da, 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 da. That's the, the, at that point, the power had the power of him having the super soldier serum inside of him has now struck a chord. He feels as though that he is the new reincarnation of Steve Rogers. But then when he's sitting down there, <laughs> sitting down there disheveled, you know, by what basically he, he had to witness uh, with what just going on in walks La Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. All right. For anybody that doesn't know, does not know who this young, uh, who this lady is. And she was played by uh, the lovely Julia Louise Dreyfus from Seinfeld. For anybody that did not catch that. Um, she has, uh, she has some uh, organizations that she has ties to. S.H.I.E.L.D. being one of them which is all fine. You know, uh, I remember she was in Project Leviathan, but her alias is Madam Hydra. Yes. 
That's a big deal because, uh, you know, that could that could possibly play in a couple things. One, it could play into the fact that, you know, maybe because now he's not within the government, that he's out, could he get snatched up by an agency? What that propelled to me, because we're still on uh, the terms of being a veteran, was the fact that. That was like that was like the like the military contractor uh, speech and recruitment. So a lot of a lot of guys when they get out of the military, if you're a combat veteran and you're an in infantry, and you feel as though you know the real world just isn't for you, I got to get back into the fight. You can work as a military contractor. That does not mean that you're doing like construction and no bullshit like that. You are an armed militia fighter. For the, for not for the U.S. government anymore. You're a private contractor. You work for a company. You get paid. You're a mercenary. So when I saw that Valentina had showed up in this in this setting, could it mean that Shield is trying to recruit him? Could it be Zemo's uh, plot within being uh, sent to Wakanda? If this, if she is the means of the recruitment of the Thunderbolts, that could also play into a part. If Hydra is back into the fold, and if the Red Skull has found some way, shape, or form to get back to Earth after being on Volmir, because of course he has completed his task, John Walker is the right person you want to go to because it only took for that millisecond of him being kicked out of the military. He has no rank. He has no back pay. He's not going to get, he's not going to get benefits. Shit. He got to make a substantial way of living. I'm pretty sure that little girlfriend or fiance of his, if they want to live some type of happy life, John got to earn some dope. And now he could live a life of crime or he could jump in here into this military contractor route and solve it out himself. But ultimately you see Sam returning to Baltimore to see Isaiah Bradley and wanting to return the shield to him, which I thought was weird. Like, Sir, this, you met this man one time. He told you his story. He could give two shits about that shield. He could give a fuck about living in the United States. I mean, I'm pretty sure if the man got a plane ticket and a nice place to stay once he got there, he would have head overseas on the first thing smoking. But probably in terms of being there for his grandson, he might not want to do that. So that heart to heart with Sam, old vet to somebody recently retired and still within the fight himself, that struck a chord. If, if, you, if you held no empathy in that scene and did not feel a well of emotions, watching Isaiah tell the fact that what was done to him was wrong. So much so in effect that 
he had to witness a lot of people, a lot of black veterans on his side die for nothing. And yet he continued to live. But in the fact of him continuing to live, he had to suffer the most. Tortured. Steve Rogers got medals of valor. Isaiah Bradley got scars in his sides. Blood pulled from his body. It wasn't right. Wasn't right at all. You know? And he told him, regardless of Sam's relationship with Steve and what may have been passed on to him, what self-respecting black man would want to be Captain America? And I saw like the arguments start to happen today on Twitter, talking about uh, Rhodey's uh, turn as the Iron Patriot and everything like that. That is not Captain America. We're talking about the face of the United States military. The flag bearer. Like, none of, none of that made sense to me. Like, people bringing in, like, smaller operatives. You know, Rhodes has always been a Stark guy. You know, the comparison between the two is way too far apart. So much so that it doesn't even make sense. So when we get to the end of this, it's pretty much at that point, you know, Sam feels as though he needs to prove everybody wrong, that he can be, he can be Captain America. Starts working out with the shield now everything. And it's like, if he's going to draw any type of inspiration from this, how is it going to work? In that moment, you know, Bucky understood all the arguments that he had with him about him giving up that shield. He never for once through like the first four episodes brought into accord that Steve had given that shield to a black man. that was going to have to represent that in America with the slight false uh, pretense that it was going to look good. Like Bucky, you grew up in the thirties and forties. You ain't know this shit was going to like be perpetuated and, and look a certain way to people that live in God knows where. You know, the Bible Belt of America. You think they're going? You think they're going to accept a black Captain America? They probably didn't even accept a black president. You expect to accept a black Captain America? Yeah, you mind? Come on. But you know, and the the way that Bucky put it out there that he finally understood was probably. I didn't even see it as apologetic. I saw it as somebody that finally understood. And in that moment that he did understand, it didn't seem like an apology, but it was like, I'm, I get it. 
I'm sorry. I should have I should have seen that from jump. But the rest of how this is going to unfold, you know, we'll see. I mean, literally by those mid credit scenes, what we saw of uh, John Walker <laughs> was him having his Iron Man moment because he's over in the he didn't grab some shit from the junkyard and started making his own shield. Really? Like you, you, you do realize the other shield is made of vibranium. Where did you get this scrap metal from that you putting together? And all of a sudden, you know, he knows how to weld, <laughs> you know, like, come on, this is wild. But that episode, that, that episode put this over the top. I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss this season and how this is going to play out into future uh, future events within Marvel. It's going to be good to see exactly what is in... Uh, look, we know what's in the fucking suitcase. Let's be real. The people of Wakanda got my man Sam a whole outfit. A whole outfit where he can be Captain America. Might even, uh, you know... He might even got his wings back. Who knows? But if not, if you do realize from the from the episode when his wings got torn off, Torres, Joaquin Torres, when Captain when Sam becomes Captain America, Joaquin Torres becomes Falcon. He becomes the new Falcon, if you remember from the comics. So his presence is kind of solidified right there from being in this show. But that's all that I got today, man. I appreciate y'all joining me. Thank you for joining me on another Facts Project. And we're going to get at this again. Facts Project, we are out.